Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. And we are fresh off a tech, the Tech Gonzaga game. I'm going to give you my recap and some overall thoughts on tech basketball. We're going to talk some tech football. Talk to Chiefs and the Cowboys. Um, I've got some viewer questions, and I'm going to talk about how you can um, ask me some viewer questions in future shows. And then we will end with the Chris Carpenter Tip of the Week. So Tech just uh, finished playing Gonzaga. They ended up losing by 14 um, in this game. A little bit of a rough game for Tech. Um, TJ Shannon was not out there, and, and uh, Malik Wilson also not out there. Uh, Shannon um, is having some back spasms. Uh, seems like he's going to be day-to-day. Hopefully they can get him back before Big 12 play. Uh, Malik Wilson uh, sounds like he's going to have to have some sort of knee surgery and could be out for a while. Uh, obviously two big losses uh, for this basketball team. Um, but, you know, honestly, Tech uh, held their own against Gonzaga, and, and, and I'm, not, you know, I'm not a believer in moral victories. You know, that's just – you either win or you lose. Um, they lost, um, but there was a lot of positives I think you can get out of this game. Um, first of all, Tech's defense shut down the two post players, Holmgren and um, Timmy for Gonzaga, and real impressively, uh, unfortunately, the that allowed the uh, guards to just go off from three-point land which ultimately led to Gonzaga winning today. I thought Bacho looked incredibly good, um, and he's going. he was going up against uh, two solid post players in Holmgren and Timmy. He got Holmgren in foul trouble, and he held his own against Timmy as well. And so, you know, Bacho has been, I think, the, the number one, uh, you know, positive, positive of the basketball season thus far. I did not know what to expect from Bacho, um, you know, certainly under the – the beard teams, you know, Tech had a habit of having these post players that were really uh, projects more than uh, being ready to go out and, and, and give quality minutes on the court. And, and you know, Bacho, a different story. And it's it's been refreshing to see uh, somebody like Bacho out there um, really contributing significant minutes and, and making some strong plays down the stretch for Tech. And I think that's going to be a... a, a big difference maker as Tech gets into Big 12 play. Um, I think another positive was, you know, Tech is a very good rebounding team, whether it be offensive rebounding, defensive rebounding. Um, they, they more often than not, they out-hustle teams for rebounds. Um, you know, unfortunately today on the offensive end, they got a lot of offensive rebounds, but then, you know, they just weren't weren't getting either good shots at um, or they were having some issues with, um, you know, simple layups and, and making simple layups. And so um, they've got to work on that. To the, you know, they've, we, we've got to have more shooters beyond, uh, you know, obviously TJ Shannon um, and McCuller. Um, you know, Adonis Arms, he's, off, he's hot and cold. O'Banner's hot and cold at times. Um, you just There's got to be a you know, at least one to two more shooters that can step up, especially when you have two guys in Shannon and Wilson out. Um, you've got to, we've got to have a little bit more uh, scoring that's that's able to step up. But um, you know that to me, the rebounding's a positive. You know, the defense continues to be strong. Um, they they were able to get some steals. They were able to really, um, you know, at, at times, you know, get some good plays in. Unfortunately. Um, 
Gonzaga had some quality three-point shooters that went off multiple times today. And, you know, that was the difference in the game. Um, and I think this team's going to be fine. Um, the big key is getting Shannon back healthy, and then hopefully Malik Wilson can come back sooner rather than later as well. Um, I, I still think this is going to be a uh, top, top four team in the Big 12. Um, they've got the talent. It's just going to be putting it, putting it all together. Um, and so um, they've got two more uh, non-conference games, Eastern Washington, Eastern Washington and Alabama State. Those are going to be some good games to, uh, you know, tune up. And then, you know, their, their Big 12 schedule to start the year uh, conference uh, year off with is, is pretty stout. Um, they're going to play – they're going to open up with Oklahoma State um, at home, and then they go at Iowa State, which I think nobody predicted how good Iowa State was going to be this year. They're – Seems like that they're back to being one of the top teams in the Big 12. Then they've got to play Kansas. They host Kansas. And then they got to go to at Baylor. And so it's, it's a pretty tough start to the conference season. But, I mean, it's the Big 12. And, you know, you just got to bring it every every time you step out on the court. So we'll see what happens. Let's talk a little bit of uh, tech football this week. Um, big big news was this was the beginning of National Signing Day. And um, Joey McGuire... Um, was able to take a class that was number 75 when he was hired and he turned it into a top 40 recruiting class, literally uh, number 40. Extremely impressive for, for two months of work and really two months where it was just Joey McGuire um, doing the bulk of the recruiting. You know, he hadn't assembled the staff yet, um, you know, when he was doing the bulk of his recruiting. So real impressive. Um, if you look into, look to next year, uh, currently, the 2023 recruiting class is number four, um, and so we'll see what happens down. But it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see um, what happens um, as it continues on with the recruiting stuff. But uh, real happy with the recruiting class being number 40. Um, you know, for coming in, you know, two months, basically two months to recruit. I thought Joey McGuire did a fantastic job uh, bringing in this class. So. Um, as far as um, it's a little bit of disappointment, uh, you know, Major Everhart was a disappointment to me. You know, he was uh, the guy out of Amarillo, Tascosa. Um, he had committed to TCU, and then when Gary Patterson was fired, yeah, he basically opened his recruiting back up. And I thought Tech uh, might have been able to have a shot at him. Uh, he ended up uh, signing with TCU. You know, I think McGuire, if McGuire had had more time, he probably could have gotten Major Everhart. And I think it's the same too with uh, Quinn Ewers, by the way. Um, I think McGuire has proven in these two months he's a very solid recruiter. And I, I'm real excited to see um, in the coming years what these recruiting classes are going to look like. And I think what's going to be really exciting is McGuire has, I think, already demonstrated that he's going to really recruit some of these West Texas athletes and in get them to come to tech and i think tech has been sorely missing that past several years i mean there is no reason that the best athletes out of the amarillo area midland odessa area and then certainly the lubbock area those those guys should be coming to texas tech texas tech should be number one on their radar um and it hasn't that has not been the case the past few years so let's talk a little bit of uh, nfl football we've got the chiefs won a Real impressive game Thursday night against the Chargers. Uh, back and forth game. Um, 
and it looked it looked at times that the Chiefs were going to lose this. You know, Patrick Mahomes had a pretty brutal um, interception in the second half that you know almost looked like it was going to seal it for the Chargers, but the Chiefs never gave up, and they were able to get it to overtime. And you know, Travis Kelsey did the rest, and they won. And obviously, a huge win. It 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 probably seals the AFC West championship for them i think the important thing tonight is we are all colts fans uh rooting against the patriots um because it's it's good it's going to come down as far as the number one seed to either kansas city or new england and love to have the chiefs not have to leave arrowhead till potentially the super bowl um but you know we'll see what happens um i think it I think the Chiefs, even if New England gets home field advantage, has a very strong shot at winning the AFC. Um, I did not think that at the beginning of the season. Uh, you know, I talked about it in my preseason predictions. I thought they would probably, you know, go out in the divisional round. Um, it's it's breaking for Kansas City right now. Um, Kansas City's playing its best football, which you know, two months ago, you know, we had talked about. It didn't even look like they were going to be able to make the playoffs. And, you know, it's trending towards them. Uh, you know, teams like the Titans and the Bills, who I thought uh, would overtake them this year in the AFC, it's just it's not happening right now. Um, but, you know, certainly the Patriots have looked impressive. But I, I, think, I think you still, at this point, have to favor the Chiefs to win uh, in the AFC uh, in the playoffs. But it would certainly help to not have to leave Arrowhead throughout the entire AFC playoffs. So we'll see if they can accomplish that. And so go Colts tonight, take care of business. Um, that would really help if you could do that. So Cowboys are going to be playing the Giants tomorrow. I mean, should be an easy win. Um, they did not look um, good at times against uh, the Redskins last week. Um, Dak seems to be struggling. I suspect that Dak is, is injured. And it's not playing at 100%. Um, I think the fact that Pollard didn't play last week really hurt uh, the Cowboys' offense. I think, honestly, Pollard is the better running back than Zeke. You know, and honestly, we overpaid for Zeke. And that I think that, that mistake is going to continue to bite us in the butt. Um, but, you know, to me, Pollard is the better running back. And we felt his absence last week, um, I think, in the backfield. So... Should be an easy win tomorrow against the Giants, but you just never know. The Cowboys are known in December to laying giant eggs against inferior teams. So we'll see what happens. But, you know, there's no reason the Cowboys shouldn't win the NFC East. Um, I think they are a step below some of the top teams in the NFC right now. The Cardinals, um, certainly the Packers. I think are, are your two top teams. Uh, Tampa Bay has come back on strong. Um, I think those three are, are better than the Cowboys. Um, I would put the Cowboys on the same level as the Rams. I think the Rams are kind of that little notch below right now. Um, you know, but we'll see what happens. Uh, take care of business tomorrow against the Giants and just kind of, you know, kind of go from there. So, all right, we're going to take a break and then I'm going to come back with some viewer questions and welcome back to the chris carpenter show um so we're going to start a new segment this week and this is where i'm going to take uh viewer 
slash listener questions. And if you have a question for me, uh, make sure that you are following me on Twitter. I have created a new Twitter handle for The Chris Carpenter Show, and that handle is The C Carp Show. So follow at The C Carp Show on Twitter and submit any questions, listener questions that you have, and I will get to them. So we've got a few this week that we're going to answer. And let's start with uh, Mr. Alan Succi had a question about many media members criticize TTU for firing Wells at five and three on the season. Do you think the recruiting results with McGuire will influence other schools to pull the trigger earlier in the year due to the early signing period? And he is um, exactly correct. There was a lot of criticism when the decision was made to fire Matt Wells, chief of them was this bozo named Joe Klatt. Uh, he kept railing against it. Uh, but there were several other uh, media uh, pundits, uh, personalities in the sports world that criticized Tech for firing Matt Wells. And, you know, from from the naked eye, if you have not been paying attention to the Texas Tech program, it seems like it that they were not very fair to fire Wells. If you dig in a little bit deeper and you look at the records in the Big 12, the records against FBS opponents, the struggles against FCS opponents, it makes sense that Wells was fired. Um, Getting to Alan's question, do I think you're going to see this trend? I think you absolutely are going to see this trend as long as this December signing period is in place. And, you know, there's been discussion that – Possibly they may be moving the um, national signing day period back to February. Um, you know, one guy that said something about it was Bob Bowlesby, the for now Big 12 commissioner. I don't give a lot of credence to what he says because half the time I don't think he knows what's going on. Uh, but certainly there are some other uh, officials, college officials that have made some of the same statements about moving the National Signing Day back. I think they're going to keep it in place for now in December and then do some other work uh, workings, I think, uh, with the transfer portal, issues like that. So if they keep the signing period in December, I do think you're going to see more teams do what Tech did. And what really worked out for Tech, unlike a lot of these other football programs that made a move early on to uh, fire a coach like USC is tech was able to hire a coach um, about a month, month and a half before national signing day. And that coach was able to basically recruit that entire period of time. And that certainly paid, uh, paid huge dividends for tech um, moving forward um, with this recruiting class. I mean, to go from number 75 to num- number 40, I mean, that's a significant um, recruiting upgrade. And, and you know, McGuire bringing in a bunch of Texas players. I mean, just it's really, really worked out well. And so I think what you're going to see is not only are you going to see uh, more programs making coaching changes earlier, but I think you're going to see more coaches – coming in at midseason like McGuire did and just spending that time recruiting um, you know and there was there's also been people talking about well you know we could get to a point where you know a coach starts the season with one team and ends it with another team on the sidelines possibly I don't know I think we're I don't I don't I don't 
know if that'll happen, maybe, possibly, but I do think you will see more of this Joey McGuire model, um, especially if Tech has has success that I think they are with uh, with McGuire in place. So, good question uh, by Alan. Uh, let's have uh, some other questions. We had a question from um, Mr. Dennis, and Dennis was asking about if the Grinch was actually able to steal Christmas, what would replace the void left because of it? And yes, you can ask non-sports questions of me and I will get to them uh, as best I can. Um, if the Grinch really stole Christmas, I'm sure Hallmark would uh, come up with some other holiday in December um, where they could make money off of. Um, but the fact is the Grinch is never going to be successful stealing Christmas. Christmas is bigger than the Grinch. Christmas is bigger than decorations. It's Christmas. So, boom! <laughs> so, last question, uh, listener question. We had a question from uh, Nathan, and he asked, what 2022 Texas Tech football recruit am I most excited about and thoughts on the recruiting class as a whole? So, uh, I'll be honest. I am not a recruiting expert. Um, I follow it. I, I know you know, some of the names of the players and, and the positions. One that I, I, I think really kind of popped popped to the top with me was the player from Alabama, Tavares Elston. Um, I saw some uh, video of him and just seems like a player that is going to be one of those solid defense players, hard hitters, hard tacklers, things like that. So I guess... Uh, He's one that I noticed. Um, you know, really, my thoughts on the class as a whole, number one, again, I'll reiterate, I'm really impressed that McGuire was able to take this class from 75 to 40 um, in the span of two months. And I think very clearly McGuire is recruiting for what are the biggest needs that Tech, uh, tech has. Offensive line, big need. Defensive line, defense as a whole, big need, um, and so I, I'm. I think that that McGuire was able to get some good pieces that are going to help um, Tech next year and in the years to come. Is this a program changing recruiting class? I don't know. I think, I think there's a more likely chance that next year's class, which is stand, which stands at number four right now, nationwide and number one in the Big Twelve is going to be more of that quote-unquote program-changing class. But I think you've got some solid pieces in this class that you can address some of your major weaknesses um, coming into next year. You know, honestly, I expect, by the way, next year, um, I think Tech, if things trend the, the way they are, I think they're probably going to be where they are this year, a six-win, seven-win team potentially. Um, I think the next year... It could be the year when you see um, the takeoff, and and a lot of that also is going to depend on um, who's who's in in the Big Twelve. Um, is Texas and Oklahoma still in in two years? If they're out, I think you still you have a, a higher likely chance of Tech maybe being one of those teams that bubbles up to the top um, in the Big Twelve. Um, um, you know, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, overall, I'm real impressed with this recruiting class. I think you got some very solid pieces, and you know, McGuire took uh, took what was a pretty uh, difficult situation, and he 
he uh you know salvaged it and 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 did some real impressive things. You know, last year's tech tech's recruiting class was 10th. We were behind Kansas. This year we're 7th. Not the best, but not the worst and uh, you know for a guy only having 2 months to recruit, I mean there's not more uh, much more that you can ask of him. So thank you for those listener questions this week again. If you want to ask me a question, all you have to do is follow me on Twitter. It's at the C Carp Show, and you can uh, you can either direct message me. My DMs are open. Uh, you can also reply to. I usually send out a tweet when I'm getting ready to record my podcast, and in that tweet, you can reply and and send in your questions, and I will answer those questions to the best of my ability. All right, we're going to go ahead and take a break, and then we will come back with the Chris Carpenter Tip of the Week. And welcome back to the Chris Carpenter Show. It is now time for the Chris Carpenter Tip of the Week. And my Tip of the Week is going to be a dessert-related Tip of the Week. Um, You may be coming uh, up on Christmas gatherings and Christmas parties coming up, or New Year's parties, New Year's gatherings. If you are in a situation where you need to bring a food item, dump cakes are the way to go. Um, Dump cakes are very easy to make. You just basically get a cake pan, you dump your fruit filling, you dump your cake mix, you dump your butter, all into a pan, and then you stick it in the oven, bake it, bring it, and it's a hit. Um, I... Brought a dump cake this week. We had goodies week at my school, um, and each department was uh, responsible uh, one day a week to bring goodies. And so I decided I was going to do a dump cake, and it was a hit. Um, By the end of the day, it was all gone. Had a couple people ask me for the recipe. The recipe's easy. You Google dump cake, and there's all sorts of recipes for it. But um, in fact, if you want to do a dump cake yourself, just Google it, and you can do a dump cake it yourself as well. But anyway, um, that's my tip of the week. If you're needing a, uh, something to bring for a party or a gathering, bring a dump cake. So anyway, this is gonna, this will be the end of the Chris Carpenter Show for this week. I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. I hope that you are gathering with your families this year and celebrating the season. Um, since next Saturday is Christmas, I will not record an episode of the Chris Carpenter Show. I'm going to be recording on Sunday. I will probably record after the um, two games, the Cowboys game and then the Chiefs game. And I'm not even, to be honest, I'm not even sure when they're playing. <laughs> I'll have to look that up. Um, I think the Cowboys, I know they're playing the Redskins next week, but I'm not sure what uh, time they're playing. And then the Chiefs, uh, I think they're playing the Steelers maybe. I'll have to look that up. But um, I will, I'll record after those um, games next Sunday. And, uh, and by the way, the same schedule will uh, most likely be in place for uh, New Year's Day. I'll probably record on that January 2nd. But anyway, I hope everybody has a great Christmas and hope Santa Claus is good good to you. If you have been naughty, I hope Krampus visits you. Anyway, I will see you next week on The Chris Carpenter Show.